0: Hey friends, I know it's been a while, and I promise I will come back with more of my curriculum Mac planning soon, but I wanted to just share something that I've been doing in my classes lately to save my sanity, and the key word here is extend, extend, extend. So I'm sure I've mentioned this previously in other episodes, but it's hard to keep it all straight after this time, but I don't know about you. But these last couple weeks since coming back from winter break, COVID has been wild at my school. We have had so many staff members out. We have so have had so many students out. We have had just this roller coaster of a time. And it's been hard on my anxiety and my stress level and my burnout and my not wanting to cover too much content in my classes because of having so many absent students. And so I decided to just milk some content for what it's worth um, and get repetitions in in various modes and by scaffolding understanding for students. So I'm going to talk you through what I've been doing with my seventh grade last week and will continue through this week and I would say that this could give you three well let's see I think I did it two days last week and I'm going to be doing it three days this week so like five days worth of content Um, So basically what I decided to do was during Cycle 1, Phase 4, for those of you using the Stepping Stones Curricular Framework, which is talking about describing in the past and the present, I decided to focus on influential Latinos in the United States, and I decided to find two people that the students would be relatively familiar with and that had some stuff in common, right? Because I... I'll, I'll explain why when I get to my extend, extend, extend. So I decided to create a picture talk of Jennifer Lopez's life and also one for Lynn manuel Miranda. Here's a hack for you in case you didn't know this. When you're looking online for information about people, places, events, anything that would have been written about in the target language, search for it in the target language. So I searched for... Biografía de Jennifer Lopez or Biografía de Lin-Manuel Miranda. And then a lot of that language is already there for you. Not that I couldn't come up with it myself, but a lot of that language is already there for you and then you can just comprehensify it for your students or pull out the parts that you want to highlight. So basically what I did was I narrowed it down to one page, size 14 font with spaces between paragraphs. And then I took that reading that I would want my students to be able to do. And I cut it down maybe in half, two-thirds. Um, so, like, I only had two-thirds of the information and created a slide talk about their lives. And so, basically, I'm giving them input, guided oral input, with these slides. And this is also what Tina Hargaden talks about as, like, a two, as an on-ramp for a reading um, because I'm giving the students a lot of this background information. We're clarifying it. We're doing a write and discuss to summarize the important parts of their lives and descriptions. And I'm not telling, like, a whole story of their life, right? I'm talking about, you know, when they were younger. Um, This is where they were from. This is who their family is. This is what they liked to do. You know, I'm hitting the highlights of, like, they're a singer, they're an actor, and so on and so forth. Excuse me, I was mid-yawn there. It's only 7 p.m. and I am ready for bed. So I have now created this reading, and then I squished it down and simplified it for guided role input. And so basically, one day was me doing the guided role input with the slide talk of pictures from their lives. And then the next day, after free choice reading time, instead of going into another guided oral input, I decided to have the students do volleyball reading. And if you're not sure what volleyball reading or ping pong reading is, I have a podcast episode like 100 years ago um, explaining it. But where they're in partners and it's like a whole page of text, right? So I explained the activity to them. It's something they've done before. I reminded them that I wanted to hear them on task and practicing um, they're Spanish and they're reading and that they, their partner, they were a team. So if someone got stuck on how to say something or what something meant, the other person should help. And if they both were stuck, they could raise their hand and I could come over and help their partner out. And I made them switch partners after every paragraph. So And then I had them go through, if they finished going through the paragraph, they would switch roles. So the first person who went first, in, like reading in Spanish the first time, the other person would read in Spanish the first time so they would each get practice pronouncing and and saying each sentence so that's two days of lessons pretty much right there um, and if you and basically I ended up doing like I had like six or seven minutes left with my students after we were done going through um, that that reading and the volleyball reading and we just practiced numbers in Spanish because there were a lot of like years and ages and things like that. So it was like in context. And I made it into like a guessing game. Like, I've never taught these students formally numbers really. That's part of like when it comes up in conversation. But we just did like seven minutes of whiteboards, like me saying numbers and I'm trying to write them down. Because why not? It's fun. Who cares? They need some practice with it eventually to go off to high school where they're going to be expected to know their numbers through like millions anyhow. So that's two days' worth of lessons. So now I'm going to do the same thing with Lynn manuel Miranda. One day, slide talk with or picture talk with different images of his life, sharing guided oral input. We're going to summarize in a write-and-discuss kind of like the important high points. The next day, we're going to go through a... Um, a more in-depth reading about him. And, you know, there's a ton of reading strategies out there. If you look at different blogs, like the Comprehensible Classroom, or if you search in different CI groups, like there's so many things you can do with reading. In addition to the volleyball reading, one of my other favorite reading strategies, and this is from Martina Bex's Comprehensible Classroom blog, as well is um, annotating their text. So if you, like, search her blog and you look up, like, annotate Um, or in Spanish, anótalo, Um, and you, like, basically the students will put, like, little symbols throughout the text to represent their own personal reactions or connections to it, Um, and that's something else you could do, and I know Megan Loveless did a blog post for the Comprehensible Classroom talking about a different way to use those same kind of reactions, but basically making it into a gallery walk where students walk around to different parts of the room and they, like, would write down what parts were surprising to them or that they had a connection to and so on and so forth. Check out the Comprehensible Classroom blog for more information on that strategy as I'm not doing it justice in my tired state. But the point is, I'm telling you that I prepared... One page of Jennifer Lopez a one page of Lynn manuel Miranda did a couple Google searches for like five or six pictures from their lives. I literally looked up like Jennifer Lopez family, Jennifer Lopez as a kid, Jennifer Lopez on In Living Color, Jennifer Lopez Selena, like and found and pulled those pictures for my slides. So now that I've spent two days doing input and summarizing and then a more detailed reading, input, summarizing, more detailed reading... Now I have a Venn diagram that I'm going to have students fill out with r- those reading, those longer texts that we read. So now they're rereading it, right? Getting those repetitions in. And then I'm going to have students basically, um, I found like sentence frames and sentence starters for comparing and contrasting because they they have a lot of similarities, um, but there are quite a bit of differences between them as well. So I put together like a little... mini anchor chart on the worksheet that I'm giving students for them to practice kind of outputting more because these students have been in a CI classroom for, this is like their third year. So for me to have them do this output after we've already written summaries about each of these people, but they're going to be able to use more specific language and specific details It's not a stretch for these kids and I'm not going to grade them on their accuracy. And then what we're going to do after they each write their own paragraph describing the similarities and differences between Jennifer Lopez and Lin-Manuel Miranda is we are going to write, write one class paragraph together and basically like pull the best sentences from the paragraphs that they wrote into our class one. And then I probably will end up using that on their reading assessment at the end of the phase. But like, that's like five days worth of content there just from me creating, you know, two two readings, basically, and then Googling some pictures. So extend, 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 if you can. And then the students feel comfortable and, like, they understand the language, and as long as you present it in a novel way, like vary your reading strategy or vary what you have them do with those texts, it's not going to get too old. I've also been extending with my... 8th graders, and this was an accident. I didn't mean for this to happen, but basically one day I was feeling really fried and really stressed out, and we had like 20% of our staff out due to COVID, and I was not in a mental space to teach what I had prepared for that day. So I was like, hey, I'm going to pull out a Dreaming Spanish video, Pablo Roman, Dreaming Spanish. We're doing Cycle 2 Phase 1 in 8th grade, so personal stories, And one of the stories that I had done, that I had taught last year, that my students found entertaining, was a story of three sisters in the helicopter. And um, basically, it's a story about how these three sisters, like, always wanted to ride on a helicopter, and it describes them, and like, oh, how old they were, and all these things, right, that my students are already familiar with. And then it talks about how they, like, want to buy a helicopter, but they're too expensive. And then they decide to, like, go to the police station to check out the police helicopter for free. And then they get arrested and taken to jail, but they end up happy because they got to ride on a helicopter on their way there. (laughs) And my students, like, find it hilarious. And I have them fill out a story map, um, graphic organizer, and if you're not sure what that is, you can um, look it up. But basically, it just helps students separate you know, the setting and the characters and the events and the problem and the solution and things like that. And my students are used to doing this because for this particular group, this is their third year with Stepping Stones. So they're very familiar with this. And then in one class, I ended up with a bunch of extra time and they were like, we should write what happens next. And I was like, okay, We had, like, 15 minutes, so we, like, on a piece of paper, underneath my document camera, I basically, like, story asked them, like, what was going to happen next to these three sisters. And then I used, I basically, I typed that up, and then I used that as a launching point for talking about stronger narratives and including dialogue and including thinking and action and um, including descriptions and details And so basically I handed that out to my class the next day. We went through it together and talked about like what does this text have that makes it a good narrative piece and what is it missing and how can we add this in. And then I let them like get together in partners and come up with like different ideas to add into the second half together. Um, And then we ended up like writing part three. And so now there's just this like ongoing crazy story about the three sisters and like in our made up. Part two, they ended up in jail, and somehow one of them, like, they had, like, this brother that they didn't know about who, like, flew in on an invisible dragon wearing the wig from Victor, if you're familiar with Senior Willie, wearing Victor's wig, and all you could see was, like, the flying wig, and it, like, blew rainbow fire at the walls that melted, and they, like, escaped, and... And I I don't know, it just gets down a rabbit hole and it's wild and fun and creative and they're getting tons of input and I'm using, you know, the past and the present and mixing it all together and they're understanding it and we're having a good time. So extend, extend, extend. And I understand that it has branched out from a personal story into an imaginative story, which is cycle two phase two technically, but like it's all telling stories and they're getting a lot of good repetition and modeling of those stories and they're super into it and I'm having fun too. So, sue me. Um, I figure at the end of this week, I'm going to get back into, like, telling them more personal stories. I have a story that I always tell them about my life, about the time that I got into a bus accident in Costa Rica. If you want to hear more about that or the strategies I use to teach it, check out the podcast episode about uh, narrative input charts. It's one of my what-how episodes from a while back. And I walk you through kind of how to do that. And then also, like, extending with a story mountain more extensions. Can you tell at this time of year that I get burnt out on creating new content easily. So, there's a lot of ways to continue to extend and reuse and recycle the same content over and over again in a way that will get the students the reps they need but still feel new enough or novel enough that they aren't going to that they aren't going to rebel against wanting to do it. So, I hope that this I hope that this podcast finds you well. Let's be honest. I know that most of us probably aren't well. But I hope that this podcast finds you surviving. Um, You are not alone. This year has been hard and challenging. And I'm with you. I stand with you. Use extensions. Recycle things. Take game days if you need to. Do what you need to do to prioritize your mental health and your safety in this time. Talk to you soon.